Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Hey guys, welcome to another Shooting the Bull episode. We got Asher Hamlin on the podcast. In addition to your host here, Briston Rains. Asher was just telling me he started a new LLC. Tell me about it. What's it called? B's and G's and men and women. My new LLC is called Hamlin Risk and Wealth Management. Hamlin Risk and Wealth Management. Hmm. Briston, do you know what Hamlin means? What does Hamlin mean? So it's a German word, and what it means is house by the water. And bro, what better, what better name to have on a wealth management firm than Hamlin? Because think about it, not only do my, not only will I inevitably end up with a house by the water, but my clients will end up with houses by the water. Well, also, well, no, I saw it more so as a metaphor because okay. it's a house by water, so risk and management. So you're literally, there's risk and management involved with the house by the water because it's Ooh. water, water levels can rise and flood and stuff. So Brisson's bringing whole uh, new levels to this, uh, this name. Yeah, Thanks, bro. Yeah, that's a good name. Dude, I've been eating these. Um, you're asking what I was eating. I've been eating these Lenny's and Larry, Lenny and Larry cookies. You heard about them? Yeah, yeah, I have. So the reason I'm gonna like them so much is not only because they don't have a lot of the uh, like bad ingredients. Like I love the fact that it's all organic, but it has 420 calories per cookie. Dude, as a runner who needs calories this thing's great i usually eat it for breakfast or i'll eat it after the gym um to get my protein in because it has it doesn't have like a ton of protein but it has about uh eight or 16 grams of protein so it's not bad and it tastes really good i mean it's it's a cookie it's called lenny and larry's you can pretty much get at any gas station uh most of them like murphy usa you get them at walmart aldi things like that so, letting in Larry's baby. But one thing I will say about those cookies is they're a little on the dry side, aren't they? Mm-mm. No, they're moist. Yeah, dude, they're chewy. Uh, maybe I'm remembering them wrong. Yeah, dude, but... these cookies are chewy, dude. Like they don't, they're not crunchy and hard. They're chewy and they feel moist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's so... like. It's not like old school Chips Ahoy to where you take a bite and it's like crumbles apart immediately. Like, no. Yeah. It's just legit, man. So Lenny and Larry's is not sponsored by this podcast. So I don't know if they would want to sponsor it. <laughs> but Never know. Reach out. Yeah. See what's so up. You said you're excited to be an RD Asher. Is that what you said? Just before, right, yeah. right at the start of recording? Yeah. Um I was about to tell Briston, so we have come to the conclusion. Uh, am I allowed to share this? Is this is this news that is oh, should be out there? You're not allowed. To, no, I'm just kidding. 
Hey, bro. Okay. Hey, listen. I know we're talking to an audience, but talk to me. Talk to me, bro. I know. Anyway, just tell but, me what you're gonna tell me earlier. Yeah, dude. I'm. I'm excited to be able to RD full time. Um, which is gonna be a little different, you know. I'm what's, sure. What's for RD for those who don't know? What does RD mean? Race direct. So, um, man, I'm. I think I told this story on the podcast. Uh, what I don't know. A summer ago, two summers ago, uh, how we were at the East Texas Ultra, and I was out in the woods. And I was picking up course markings and I was like, dude, what other place on earth, what other, what other job on earth am I going to be able to do in my life where it's pretty much this. And it's just so enjoyable being out in nature, doing the thing. So anyways, from there, my attempt to uh, race direct full time and set up all these races didn't go necessarily as planned. I think God had other things in in store for me. I needed to. That's a funny story, dude. What's that? You went around trying to put all these races on in Alabama and, and Georgia or whatever. I don't even know where Tennessee and um, they all failed, bro. Uh, I wouldn't say failed, bro. Let, one of them I, got let, like let twelve signups. Let me tell it. Let me tell it. So okay. the Alabama one was definitely a flop. Just nobody wanted to come out. It was it was new here. There's just there are a lot more things that go into actually creating an audience for a race than just putting something on ultra sign up, doing the I don't know, doing like the marketing. Like you gotta actually get people there. So uh, my plan was to put a race on in Alabama. We had it set up a couple months out, just didn't really ever get the signups that we needed. Um I think I think whenever we were three or four weeks out, it was like we had six or seven people signed up, maybe. And so we were like, all right, we're calling it. There's not enough people. It'd just be a waste of money, a waste of time. So that one was a flop. Uh, Tennessee one, that one was pretty good. That one I had a lot of fun in, and I could I, I, I could definitely see myself going and, and restarting that one because so many people were like, are you going to do this every, every year? Like, we love this, you know, perfect little course. Um, and then the Arkansas one, obviously, feel the burn. That one was a success our first year, and then we didn't have to get to have it our second year because of uh, tornadoes and such. Tornado but, right through the course. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just just a bunch of, like, unfortunate things my first full year of race directing. And, you know, I think that's indicative of of God being like, all right, Asher, I need you to kind of focus in on some other things. I got different plans in store. And, you know, I think you and I, uh, like our timelines, like race directing for Texas Outlaw full time is something I've um, always had in my heart. Like that would be the ideal, just based upon my first experience at East Texas, not first experience, but that experience at East Texas. Like what other opportunity do you get to be out in nature and, you know, be with people, be putting on an event? It's hard work. You know, it's hard work. I know it's hard work. But it's uh, it's manageable. So, anyways, um, yeah, hey, I'm excited. Let me say that race that flopped, bro. I'm gonna be honest. I felt like, I felt like it flopped for a reason, bro. I remember giving you kind of like an outline of what to do and telling you what mm-hmm. to do, and you never put you you never put the dang uh race on a race calendar, bro. The first thing people do when they look for a race, they're they're searching on race on running USA or. You didn't even have yours on there, bro. 
Are you sure? I'm pretty yeah, sure I did that. I remember I searched it. It wasn't on there. And I texted you about it. Like, and it was like a month away from the race. I was like, bro, no wonder you don't have any signups. There's, it's not even on any race calendars. Well, Nobody knew about it. I'm, but, I might have been using some other ones other than running USA, but I yeah, felt you're like probably you were like kind of like slow to do things with the races. Like you were like taking your time. I really wasn't. I felt like I was on top of stuff, but maybe you're right. Um, uh, like we had checklists in place. Like you know, I needed to be on these these race websites with you know, details so that, like you're saying, people would find it. So there are definitely some things I needed to change. Um, <clears throat> but the Eagles Beat Trail Run, or whatever it was called, is wow. uh, no longer the first <laughs> pop. That was history. a flop. We re- I think, we, uh, I think uh-huh. we refunded everybody or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, but it's good to fail. I think, you know, that that failure made it um you know made me face reality a little bit so it's it's kind of what i needed you needed the you know so i learned this word the other day it's called trade secrets and Mm -hmm. i guess so like you know coca-cola their trade secret is their formula like what they do to make the coke taste so good um and our trade secret is how we get people yeah. So like I have like specific ways that we bring people to our races in many different forms. Um and it's a trade secret, bro. Like what I do is not easily replicatable either. Like even if I showed you how to do it, it's still not easy to follow. I mean, in, in a way it is. I could point out some things. I could probably put together some things, but like that's the thing that <clears throat> I, that's why I don't worry about like competitors or other people or whatever stealing ideas or coming in and go, trying to go start their own thing because they're never going to because I'm always going to be pretty much in control of, of the marketing and they're never going to be able to replicate what I do in marketing except if I unless I show them like everything I do because there's a lot of things I do like I've got yeah I got a checklist but like in each thing there's there's like specific things that need to be done specific images that need to be a certain way um and specific targeting that i do and it yeah it's like i don't know i've just learned how to do that and so the marketing is huge man like you said you can't just throw a race up on ultra sign up and boom i mean back in the day you used to like back like five five ten years ago yeah you could do that and have a successful race not anymore though dude you gotta you gotta do what these big dogs are doing man like I just kind of all I do is look at like what is what is Spartan doing? What is what are these big city marathons like? What are they doing? I just copy yeah. them. <laughs> I just copy them as far as I copy the way they do things. Not necessarily exactly like images or words or anything, but I copy what they do. So right, trade. That's a trade secret. Replicate the big dogs. <laughs> yeah, man. No, dude. I mean, I've seen the. I've been seeing results though. And another thing I learned is, um, which I know saying a race director podcast, but people might find this stuff interesting. You know, I don't know. But another thing I've learned is that just having races, uh, consistently like back to back years, like we have some races that are going on year four, year five now, which is honestly, 
like crazy to think about. Like we got some races that are four or five years in now. And I, I took a spreadsheet of all the races I've done ever done. And I put them all in each year. And then I like made it to where I can measure what percentage they have grown each year. And they just continue to just like skyrocket dude every single year. And I think the consistency of having that race for multiple years is, is what allows it to grow and be so big. Uh, right. Like the, like the fire troll running festival, man. in in, uh, in June, like I'm expecting over 200 people this year. We had a 70 the first year, 170 last year, this year, who knows, man, like we're gonna, it was insane, man. Seeing like 170 people run down the trail, like all at once. Cause I do one big start for that race because it's a, and it's a single track. So it's like, you gotta, if you want to be fast and get up front, you got to get up front, which there's not really a lot of fast runners that do that race. But, um, for that run, dude, it was, it's cool just seeing a hundred something people all start at once. And being in that too, like being a runner, it's different. And you immediately go from that to like a single track trail. So like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, if you, if you want to run a certain time or something, you gotta like figure out where you're going to be, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, like when you start. So I always tell people, if you're past, come up front. If you're not, you know, stay back. But, um, <laughs> yeah and that's cool man i know i know i'm not trying to like promote texas out all and stuff on this podcast because it's shooting the bull we just talked about whatever but something that i did just do is i ordered some uh, texas night runner series uh duffel bags and so if you run all three races in the texas night runner series you get this duffel bag Sweet. it's cool it's like an actual like sports bag that you can put stuff in like i'm gonna be did you just put a bubble on my screen? I don't know how that happens, but that just happened. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, okay. That's so weird. Okay, on Zoom, when you do it with thumbs up and stuff, <laughs> it goes crazy. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, that's funny. But yeah, what do you think? Do you, all right, with that all being said, Asher, you have any thoughts? And then I'm interested to hear more about your eagerness of being a race director. And by the way, if you haven't caught on, Asher's going to be the race director for Texas Outlaw Running starting in a couple months. And then I'm I'm still going to be a part of it, and I'll probably still be at some of the races. But I'm going to be at home more with the family, and I'm going to be, um, you know, growing and, and bringing in other I'm going to be growing other businesses and stuff, basically. But I'm still going to be a part of Texas Outlaw. So, anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thoughts? Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, so, looking back on, like, where we started in 2021, I remember, you know, you're talking about exponential growth and, and you know, racers or races bringing in more and more people every year. So, like, for a little context, Briston would be Briston and I would be sitting in our dorm room my senior year, and we'd be talking about you know the upcoming races over the summer, and we'd be like, "All right, how many signups? How many signups do we have now? How many weeks are we out at this point?" And I remember like the Chupacabra, you know, that being your first big trail race, twenty twenty one. We were concerned, however many weeks out, because it was like what. 10 15 20 people maybe 
and you were like, I don't even know if it's gonna it's gonna cover costs in terms of like gas and getting out there and setting up. And we ended up breaking even. Right. Yeah, and that was the cool thing. So you know, to come from that to be to where it's like you know you've put in the work over years and years and years, where you start to see those numbers grow significantly is really cool. Um, I don't know. That's and and I guess that that too is something that I'm excited to be part of. You know, more actively is I'll be an established member. Like I've been to a number of the races. I've probably been to what. 10 races maybe probably about five to, that. five to ten yeah five to ten um so in some in some regard i've been somewhat established um but it's like i'm ready to be part of that community for the long haul i think that's what i'm most excited about yeah i mean i'm i'm glad i'm glad it's been a slow increase because in the beginning which i think this is with anything like people get when the lottery or people get famous and then the life goes downhill um anyways if a race were to get were to be really big right off the bat i would have not been able to handle it properly um just now just now like literally last week i realized that for packet pickup now we're for most of our races we're gonna need a line for different last names so we're gonna need a line for a through whatever and then g i don't even know you know, G through Z or whatever. We're going to need two separate lines for last names now because last race we had three volunteers doing pack pickup and it was hard for them. And Carly was like, all right, we need two lines next time. So like, that's Woo! something I learned, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. you know, if I would have done a big raise right off the bat, bro, I would have been like, Woo! like way over my head, man, you know? Um, right. So I'm glad it's been like a slow increase because I know how to handle it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and by the way, um, for those of you listening, Josh, our photographer, he finally got the SIM card back, but he can finally start editing the Texas Ultra running championship video of uh, the big championship who did it here in Texas in November. So y'all can expect that probably within the next three to six months. So. Why was that SIM card missing? Um, we had we had borrowed the camera or something, and we had the camera. Um, I guess we were gonna record some stuff here or something, and then we just kept forgetting to give it to him. So, ah, gotcha. We got it. We got it to him. So, let's go. Yeah. Anyways, but that's about twenty minutes, man. So it's about our shooting the bull twenty minute mark. Yeah, this one. It was different. It wasn't really about running. It was more so about race directing and growth and business. But hey, shooting the bull, baby. Wow, we're shooting the bull, man. If you don't like what we're shooting the bull about, then go listen to the talk show where we talk about running with runners. And if you don't like that, then go listen to the Christian Troll Bros podcast and get your little Jesus. And if you don't like that, then the, I guess you just don't like nothing. So <laughs> we'll see y'all next. Monday on Shooting the Bull. And if you really like this podcast, leave us a five star ready. See ya. Ash, you're supposed to say happy. Oh, I was going to say, God.